I am pleased to announce the Call in Sick to Work Tour starts October 10th in Edmonton, Canada, November 7th in West Palm, Florida, and November 14th in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's where I go in, do radio, drink, go straight to the club at 11 a.m., you call in sick to work, and we party. Today's guest, entrepreneur, restaurateur, and owner of the Moonlight Bunny Ranch, Dennis Hoff. This is... <laughs> awesome. This is great. Can I hold the mic or do I Yeah, you can hold it. I usually hold it. Okay. Uh, let's make sure we got it. Yep, we're rolling. Perfect. So what do you guys, what are your, how many, how many press outlets have you hit today? This we're is... just doing it all. You know, I feel like a, a $2 uh, hooker on a troop train, you know, <laughs> uh, doing, doing lots of media and uh, just having fun. And Do you enjoy media? I enjoy it. You know, the, the only part I don't enjoy about it is when I stay up late and getting up real early in the morning. Yeah. And uh, that, that's a little bit of a grinder because if I'm at the ranch and I got people there I enjoy hanging out with and it's 1 o'clock in the morning or, or even later and then I've got to get up at 5, it, that makes it, it just makes it too tough. Yeah. What, uh, what, what, what are your normal, I mean, you seem like, you seem like a night owl. Well, I, I not really. I, I get up in the morning, uh, sometimes between four thirty and six. I really, start, I start doing media. Uh, I work all day. Uh, probably nine o'clock. I'm pretty done, well wrapped up with that. I'll do five shows a day, and um, and then about nine o'clock, I start dealing with my accounting and the restaurant people that I own, and uh, uh, you know my construction guys and maintenance people, and so I do that all day long, and and then about four thirty, I take a little half hour nap. I'm a big napper. Oh, I love naps. <laughs> I take a half hour nap, four thirty to five thirty, and then I go till midnight. Golly! Now, um, I have I have a million questions, but I got to start off by telling you, and I think I t- I tweeted this to you or texted it to you. I learned how to uh, perform oral sex by watching Cat House. Nice. I nice. I will- <laughs> what do you think of that, Ava? <laughs> I think that's awesome. That's great. I, from Isabella Soprano in the first season or something. Was, I don't remember. I, I wish I remember exactly what it was. Was my move was something I learned in like eighth grade that I read in like Penthouse. And so I'd done it my whole life. And then all she said was gentle flicking of the tongue. And I remember the like gentle chaos. I forget what it was. But I tried it. Alphabet. Yeah. I, I tried it that night. And my wife lost her shit. And was like, was like, I've never had an orgasm like that in my entire life. And I literally, my wife was, would lose her mind if she knew I was talking about this. But she was like, I could do that every single day. Thank and you, I want to say, that's out. awesome. I want to say, congratulations. First month, we did do it every single day. Wow. And I, and I, it literally, I would probably say, changed my marriage for the better. Good. Well, you know, that was the Good. goal. When I, I made the deal in 2001, right after 9-11, actually, yeah. uh, I was in New York and, and made, made the deal. And the goal was to, to put prostitution in a different perspective it, 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 so people would understand the difference between legal and illegal. Because it, in the illegal world, it's, it's a dirty, disgusting, disease-ridden, drug-ridden, uh, pimp-ridden business. And uh, when you legalize it, you get girls like Ava. Like Ava's graduated from Boston University, got a couple degrees, and she's going to go. She's paying off her school loans, and she's going to go back and, and get a, a, a degree to be a doctor. And, and these are the kind of girls that you get in the business uh, when, you, when you legalize something. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting. How, how did you get started in 
in the business in the first place? Well, it, everything happens around sex. And um, I, I met a girl in Reno. I was in the gas. <laughs> that sounds like the beginning of a Johnny Cash song. <laughs> it, does. It, it does, doesn't it? And uh, so I, I, uh, I moved to Reno. I met a girl there, started dating her, found out a few months later she was a working girl. And uh, so then she talked me into coming out and seeing the place. And about the second time I was out there, I met Andy Kaufman. He and Bob Zamuda uh, were out there. Bob was Andy's writer. And then Bob uh, went on to found Comic Relief. He's the head of Comic Relief. And so we were, we were partying in there all the time. Uh, and we were, we were treated special because Andy is such a celebrity. Yeah. And, and of course, I'm a boyfriend of, of one of the girls. Uh, so one night, about 78, uh, Kaufman says, let's buy this place and treat everybody like we're being treated. Because we were treated special. Because in, in the prostitution business, it's typically get in, get up, get off, get out of here. Yeah. And that's it. And so we put the plan together. Uh, I, I couldn't buy it. I couldn't make the deal. Uh, Andy died in 84. I ended up buying it in 92. And all I did is implement all the things that, that we thought would be fun uh, at, at the brothel. So it's not your daddy's old cat house. This is a fun place to come and hang out. And, and the motto that Andy came up with was... Dennis Hoff's world-famous Moonlight Bunny Ranch, not just sex and adventure. And it's, it's about the adventure. And I, I think Ava could share with you a thousand stories about people that come in that want the adventure as much as the sex. Sometimes the sex ends a little quickly. That's my problem. Okay. Now, Ava, walk me through. This is how I've never, I've never, uh, I've never paid for sex. Uh, I've... <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there were nights where I came close, but uh, but I would. F- my fear is I would go in, I'd be with a new chick, and I'd literally lose it within two minutes. Well, you know, and honestly, that does happen sometimes. You know, it's not like really? men, yeah, are in complete control down there all the time. But I mean, the art of being good at you know this kind of job is making somebody feel comfortable and making them feel like they're mo- they're the most important person in the room and making them feel like you know they. It's, you know, that you have a connection with them, you know, yeah. and so it's just like if you're going out on a date or something, you know, you're not going to have good sex if this person doesn't care about you. If this person doesn't seem interested yeah. in you, it's going to be a bad date. And so even if you do finish quickly or if you can't get it up or if there's a problem like that, you know, that Wait, guys can't get it up. Sometimes, yeah, you know, they're nervous. You know, this well, is their. Yeah. It's very. It can be very nerve wracking to a man to walk into anxiety, a brothel for the first time. Uh, yeah, premature ejaculation. Yeah. Can I afford this? Right. I mean, or so especially many if they think you know you're prettier than you know somebody else they've been with, or what they're comparing. You know what they get outside of. You know, like it can be very nerve wracking for a man, or just you know having twenty, thirty girls line up in front of you and you have to pick one. You know that scares the crap out of so many guys. You know. So, but so. the bottom line to it is that, that if you if you think that's going to happen, then negotiate more more than one pop. More more time. You can do right. whatever Dinner. you want. The girl, whatever you and you the want. girl will work it out, and whatever works for the two of you. And uh, a, a lot of girls uh, have no problem with a guy doing multiple times, mm-hmm. and uh, and because it, it's it's understandable. Yeah, yeah. I I I. How, how does it work? Does it, do you pay for the hour? Well, do you get an hour or does it, is it... It's all negotiated. It can be as short really? as whatever. It can be as long as a few months. You know, it's really what you negotiated Guy comes be. in. It yeah. doesn't have to be full sex. It can just be kissing and cuddling. It can, you know, be your weird... Fe- it can I don't even whatever. do that with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> you know how pissed off my wife would be if I paid to cuddle with somebody? 
my wife would my wife would be more upset if I paid to cuddle with somebody. If I was in a committed relationship sex. and I found that out, I'd probably be way more upset if they cuddled with her than if they actually fucked her. I paid. <laughs> I paid. Her, excuse me. Uh, no, you can. I you can curse. Okay. I have, you cannot offend me. I pay. I, I would just pay to go in and clean the room up. <laughs> listen to her cuddle. Oh, that's funny. And then do drop off. Yeah. So yeah, but it's, it's whatever you want to do. I mean, there's no rhyme no reason to it. You come to the gate, you ring the buzzer. Okay. They let you in, um, and you walk in. And, Are there people you don't let in? Uh, yeah. Once in a while, if somebody's drunk. You know, yeah. We, we don't want drunks in there. Be crazy drunk. And um, but it's few and far between. And all of a sudden, here's 30 girls. Yeah. And they line up and they all introduce themselves. Hi, my name's Ava. My name's Linda. And you either pick a girl and you go to the room and start talking about what you want to do, or you go to the bar and have a drink, and it's like the the world's greatest singles bar, except the odds are real real good, Bert. Real God, good. I wish I'd done that more when I was younger. I wish I had tried it. I never, I never, and uh, I've only been. I was propositioned one time by a chick. I've, I know I've told the story. Me and my buddy Eddie were in Vegas, and this girl came up. She was so. One of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in you my entire life. You don't want to do it in Vegas, though. Really? You, you could have gotten AIDS quick. That's the one thing that, I, that I, I'm starting to look at is... Everybody thinks it's legal in Vegas, but it is not. It is not legal in Las Vegas at all. Clark really? County. Yeah, don't do it there. And, and um, what, how does the testing go? Do you have to get tested every single month? If you work legally, we get tested every week, actually. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah. And that's why yeah. we don't have any problems. We haven't the had po- a case of HIV since 1981, right? Yeah. We use well, condoms are mandatory. We started testing in 81, and there's right, never been right. a case of HIV. Uh, I mean, the porn industry's got a ton of HIV. Uh, one of Hefner's centerfolds had it. And we don't have any problems at all because we pre-screen all the girls, and, and then it's it, then it's every week, and there's, we just never see anything. So you take away that that worry. Where in the illegal world, like people don't understand that prostitution is not legal all over Nevada. It's not legal in Vegas. It's not legal in Reno. Okay, really, it's legal. There's 17 counties. The two counties, Clark County and Washoe County, Vegas and Reno, it's not legal in. Uh, in the other 15 counties, it is, and they decide on a county-by-county county basis whether they, they want it. So people, tourists, go to Vegas thinking it's legal and end up getting arrested. They get a disease. They get robbed. Uh, there's been over 1,000 girls now that have been arrested, forced to take an STD test, working with HIV. 1,000. Are you serious? And that's just who they've caught. You know. That's insane. Is, there, is, is, is condoms negotiable? No. no. Not negotiable? No. Now, um, if, they're, if, they're, if you use the right kind of condoms and they're installed properly, you don't even know it's there. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's true. No, I know. I, I haven't. I'm, I, right after my wife got pregnant with her, with our first one, she was like, "We need. I don't want to get pregnant right away, so we need to use condoms. And I remember like throwing a temper tantrum. <laughs> I was like, this is why I got married. Are you fucking kidding me? So now what's the kinkiest thing you've ever seen someone ask for? Had someone, what's, like, what's the most off the charts Oh goodness! I mean, like you have a, you've had to have stories of oh I, I, oh there's a bunch. I'm just trying to think, you know, because every well, let me let me tell yeah. one while okay. you're thinking. Yeah, uh, a, a few weeks ago, a guy came in, and the, my madam Suzette, uh, we're in her office, and she's looking at her monitor. She's checked this out, and uh, there's a guy looks like my PE teacher at the at the gate, flat top, kind of buff, uh, smoking a cigarette, wearing a nun's outfit. I said, yes, it's going to be yeah, a good day. You heard that right. <laughs> this is going to be a good day. So the guy comes in. The girls line up. And um, 
And, he, and they said, oh, would you like to go ahead and pick a girl? He said, oh, no, no, no. He said, I want to work here. I want to be one of the girls. And so Ava, Ava said to the guy, says, well, I handle the hiring. Come with me. So he, he went to the office, and she charged him the standard $300 application fee for <laughs> a working girl. <laughs> Which there is no fee. Uh, and so then she sat down with him. They helped him fill out the application, get all the details. And they had to measure him, get his measurements, and all, all the stuff we want on our, on our app. And then she took him to Suzette. And uh, so I said, well, what makes you think you'd be a, a good working girl? And he said, oh, I can do this. I can do this. And so Suzette hired him. Ava talked her into hiring him. And then Suzette said, I'll hire you on one condition. We've got to clean you up. You, you know, we need, we need to, to have you go through makeup and wardrobe. And so Ava went to the office. Uh, it's a $200 wardrobe and makeup fee. <laughs> And, uh, We're at five hundred at this point. Yeah, and so, so now now they're on it, and she's fixing him up and shaving him and making him pretty and making him shave his legs. He had thigh highs on. Are yeah. you serious? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it put a put a Vince Neil blonde wig on him, you know, uh, and then put her put him at the bar, and uh, still smoking the cigarettes. No nuns outfit. Got her into a dress, a size twenty eight dress, and uh, and Ava Ava has some size fourteen shoes there. Yeah. Women's fourteen shoes, uh, which is a twelve, and so we keep all that stuff in our wardrobe. <laughs> and so then, then the, you sit at the bar, and Ava's like, "Hey, you can't just sit here and look pretty. You gotta, you gotta get in lineup." So now customers come in, and she, she's making them get in the lineup. I became a pseudo pimp. Yep. Oh. And so, exactly. So now, the, so the the bell went off, and he missed the lineup. And she fined him $100, took him to the office, made him pay the fine for not hitting, hitting the lineup in time. Okay, And uh, f- finally, uh, she, she took the guy to the office and told Suzette, I don't think, I don't think she's going to work out. I've tried everything. I've tried to teach her everything. She won't listen. And Suzette fired her. And, and she got her nun's outfit on and, and left. <laughs> he left very happy, though. You really? Know, he hugged me on the way out and said, thank you for such a good time. That was everything I wanted. Thank you for understanding me. It's not, always, know, so it's not, about, it's not sexual always about time. penetration and ejaculation. It's about fantasy, fetish, and things like that. Exactly. And I think as, as the bulk of the pop- population, the baby boomers, are getting older now, you see more of that. You see the, the guy that... That is, uh, you know, been married for thirty years, and he just he's just bored to death, and he wants to take he wants to date the cheerleader that he, that he missed in college. So he takes Ava out on a date, and they go to the casinos and they gamble and they have fun and they come back and have a little sex and, and call it a night. Uh, they want to be able to communicate with a girl. Uh, you know, the the um, relationships, marriages and, and relationships sometimes end up in what I, what I call hallway sex. You walk down the hallway, she says, fuck you, and he says, fuck you, and they keep walking. That's hallway sex. Right? Yeah. And so they, they want to they experience something new and exciting, whether it's, whether it's a lot of sex or a little sex or no sex. As long as the guy's having fun, that's all we care about. Now, what, how, did you, how did you, like, what's the path to where you are now? Does it start, like, does, I mean... And I, and I apologize if if I sound crass or if I sound ignorant. No. But like like, uh, did you have a how'd sex? She, how'd she get here? Like, yeah, how'd you get here? Did you? I mean, did you have sex with a lot of guys in high school? Did no. you? Really? No, no, not at all. Um, I lost my virginity at a late age with guys. I mean, I, I'd actually been with girls before I'd been with guys. Really? So, interestingly That's enough. Hot. <laughs> 
That's by the way, that's on my list. <laughs> if I was going to the Bunny Ranch, it would definitely be. I would. I would. I'd pay to be in a threesome. Oh yeah. Oh, that's one of our most popular, I popular, bet. popular parties. That's for sure. A threesome, <laughs> and then someone, and then I actually pay for one more just to go through and clean up my email. Just be like, hey, run through my run through my phone and just get all these spams out of there. So so. So yeah, I um I was in college. I. I was, I'm planning on being a doctor, you know, so that was kind of my whole plan, my whole entire life. I had never, you know, been a stripper, never considered it, never considered doing anything like this, you know. Um, and when I, and the way I applied, quote unquote, is interesting. A girl tried to be like, I don't know, steal my pictures, I guess. How would well, you girl, say a that? A girl wanted to go to work there. But she, she, instead of using her own picture, she used she used mine. A of hers. <laughs> really? It was a girl I went to high school with. We weren't that close or whatever, but I guess just through Facebook or whatever, she, you know, took my pictures, tried to apply. And, you know, to be a bunny, it's actually very rigorous. You have to pass a background check. You know, we, you can't have any felonies. You have to bring your ID. You know, it's not like you can just walk in and, you know, they throw you on the floor right then. So once she found this out and she realized that she could no longer impersonate me and, you know, show up or whatever. She let me know what she had done, and I looked into it. I started watching Cat House on HBO. I went on YouTube and looked up interviews with Dennis, and I was like, why not? Let's let's try it, you know? And if I don't like it, this never happened. If I do, I'll make some money, you know? Now, what have you ever been with someone that, and I know you're going to say no, but that kind of physically repulsed you? No, and I still consider that, I still would say no to that question. Like, but you have to be like, like I, I can't imagine. I, I would imagine that you do get some some lonely kind of. Uh, well, here's here's the here's the stigma. The stigma in, is that all working girls have been molested or had incestuous relationships. And this is all that I could the, do. Right. The, the stigma is <clears throat> that that all customers are losers and and they're obese and they smell and all that. The reality is that that look at Ava. Yeah. Half of these girls there have a better education than I do. And they're beautiful girls, fun. They just want to have have uh, make money in something they enjoy, which is sex. And the reality is, with the clients, uh, if a guy's time has any value at all, it's much less expensive to come to the bunny ranch than it is to get out in the dating world. Now, if you're you're married, you have you have a significant other. Um, if you're a celebrity uh, that doesn't want to get caught up when somebody accuses them of, of rape. Or you're just busy all the time. Or you're just you know? busy. Yeah. Uh, if your time has any value at all, the cheapest sex you can get is coming to the bunny ranch because it, it takes a lot of a, a lot of time and money to date. You got to be out there, and it's totally non-productive hanging around in bars and meeting people and staying out till three or four o'clock in the morning. The girl wants to get drunk. The bars close at two o'clock. By the time you get her back to the house, it's it's three o'clock, and then you you know you beg for thirty minutes, and then you have. Have your sex, and it's four thirty, five o'clock in the morning. And how are you supposed to be a businessman or be productive in your life and, and living living like that? So, um, it's it's, it's the, there's a lot of misconceptions, and those are a couple. And another thing too about you know the Bunny Ranch specifically is that we don't have to do anything with anybody we don't want to. You know, there's no manager, there's no boss. Dennis isn't sitting there being like, "You must take that," you know, or anything yeah. like that. I mean, our our only job is that we have to be nice and professional and respectful. So let's say if somebody wants to do a fetish 
party with me that I don't feel comfortable with for whatever reason. It's not my job to be, you know, oh my gosh, that's so gross. Get out of here. I would never do that. Go back into, I never want to see you again. It's my job to introduce him then to somebody who I know is maybe a little bit more kinkier than me, somebody who, you know, would be more willing to do it and to still be friendly and respectful and comfortable. Not even more kinkier than you because you're pretty kinky. Um, <laughs> but, but, but like something, everybody likes something different. Exactly. Yeah. And exactly. That's, that's why there's, there's, uh, Nissans and BMWs and Mercedes and Toyotas, you know. I remember when I was a kid, there was a there was a like metallic blue uh, Mustang convertible on the lot at this at Ernie Hare Ford in Tampa. And my dad said, "I said, who would want that car?" And he goes, "Buddy, not everyone wants what you want." And I remember going like that really opened my eyes. I was like, "Why wouldn't they just make black, white, and red Mustangs?" Well, that's right. It's like I don't, I don't. I don't ever own any cars unless they're black, white, or red. I mean, that's just yeah. it. And, and very seldom red. It depends. It's some sports cars look, look in it. Uh, but but the the reality of it is there, there if the, in the car dealers, if we were car dealers, we would say there's an ass for every seat. Yeah. And so whatever whatever a car looks like or is, or no matter how many miles it's got on it, there's a buyer somewhere for that. And it, it's the same way same way at the ranch. And uh, I I think that. That one of the things that, that makes makes Bunny Ranch work so well is that these girls are a lot deeper than we are. I mean, we're in the looks, body, and age. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a stereotype, and it, it, this, this, this is it. Young and beautiful. That, that's that's mine. And and uh, uh, but girls, girls see through that. Uh, they they look at the inner person. Uh, they look at personality. Uh, they they love to laugh, and I think they're they're. Not near as shallow as, as we are. Is that the taste of of the of who you hire? Is basically like what what I mean? What kind of turns you on, or what you're into? Well, I, I think it's it, with my organization. It's it's it's, it, it's the story of the head of the fish stinks first. If the boss is an asshole, he's going to hire management that's an asshole, and they're going to be assholes and to, to everybody. So I'm a nice guy. All I want to do is have fun. I hire Madame Suzette, who's a very nice person, and all she wants to do is, is have a great time. She wants to see her girls be successful and happy and have, have good lives. We'd like to see girls achieve goals. I mean, the fact that, that, that uh, Ava is working hard to pay off her school loans, that's, that's great. We like that. Uh, she's not sp- out spending it on liquor or drugs and, and uh, you know, maybe a little shopping here and there. But uh, besides that... Lots of, lots of manicures. That's probably my biggest expense. Oh, my, that's... Getting that's my a, nails done. I, my, I'm, I need to go get my nails done with my daughters uh, later today. First day Aww, of school. Oh, yeah. yeah, first day of school. Do, um, do you end up life coaching the girls somewhat? I think so. I, oh, I, yeah. I'm, every week on our, on our HBO show, we show tea parties. And basically, our tea party is Thursday at 3 o'clock. And... Um, it's uh, an introduction. It's welcoming new girls that are coming uh, to the team. It's uh, welcoming back girls that have been there and left and came came back because they, they work for a, a few weeks at a time and, and you don't see them for a few another few weeks. Uh, and then we get into the problems of the day. You know, if if there's any problems, uh, a girl's getting drank a little too much, made a scene. Uh, you know, we're a microcosm of America. You, 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 a girl, girl's out in the gym smoking weed. Like, hey, the, tr- the trainer doesn't like you smoking weed in the gym. Stop. We don't want that around here. Yeah. And uh, uh, any, any problems, a dirty hustling, 
uh, Ava's talking to a guy at the bar, and some 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 girl comes up right and busts into the conversation, puts her arms around the guy. It's like you should be with me, but we're not going to tolerate that kind of stuff. So we get the problems out of the way, and then it's given accolades uh, to um, the girls that have done well, the, the top producer of the day, uh, the top producer of the week, uh, maybe the top producer of the month, and giving them a round of applause. Yay, Dennis lost three pounds. It's like a weight, weight washer's media, you know? Yeah. It's, it's giving, them, giving them a little pat on the back. Um, we, uh, I do some sales training, you know, and, um, and we give out some gifts, and we end the meeting on a positive note. And it's the girl's job to have a, a positive saying. Uh, there's uh, like what the mind can conceive and believe you can achieve. You know? uh, the, the harder you work, the luckier you get. Right? That's, That's right. a good one. I believe I'm the luckiest guy in the world. Yeah. But I don't work that hard. <laughs> I'm not that intelligent either. At- attitude's not important. It's everything in life. <laughs> yeah. And so we go around the room with 30 girls and uh, to, to leave on a, a positive, up, upbeat note. And then, then we, if there's a new girl, then it's, it's, it's the job of all the girls to meet that girl, give her a hug, welcome her to the family. That's fantastic. What What is, I've, this is an odd question, but what, what turns you on? Like, you, you said kinky, and, I, and my definition of kinky is probably not even remotely close to yours. Like, well, my, like that, that's, that's, It's subjective. It's exactly. Extreme. Now, I, when I say kinky with her, I, I really mean sexual. Yeah. She's, she's a real sexual girl. And, uh, and, I mean, we've, we've set records for orgasms, you know. On a, our Sunday, my Sunday record uh, is her having 37 orgasms. It's the Gold Star Sunday. It has yeah, its own it, name. Gold, gold Star, that's right. Mm. 30. Yeah, I walked out with a big gold star on my forehead. Wait, what's... <laughs> what's You're a good boy. Well, wait, how many, what's the most orgasms you've had in a day? Well, two or three. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> but we're, we're cursed with the fact that, that we're not going to have a bunch of orgasms. If yeah. We, and if you if we do, you're gonna have to put a crime scene tape around us. <laughs> give me a sandwich and, and, and put some crime scene tape around me and wait. Call me back in twelve hours. You know we're gonna sleep. But girls are so fortunate they're, that they're that they can be multi orgasmic. Some of them, and she is extremely extremely sexual, and and I I get uh, a thrill out of out of seeing her being pleased, and so uh, yeah, we'll we'll have some long sessions. Many, many orgasms. Every, every technique, every tool, every way that I can think of to to satisfy her. Were you ever a jealous person? Oh yeah, I was really. The, I was the worst. Oh my god! Uh, and I was. And the, the bad thing about it is a, a big, tough guy that could back it up. Oh, I was terrible. You're a, you're much larger than I anticipated. Isn't he very? You're tall? a big That's dude. Some, what, it, like six five six, three. Six, really? three, I thought you were six, six now, on the show, here's why. And I hear it, I hear it nearly every day. You, you look like that guy in that HBO show, except, yeah, it except you're taller. All the time. Yeah. Uh, or, all, I, I hear it all the time. And, and the reason is because you, you get a, a girl like, uh, like Ava, and when we're filming, they, they always want to put their biggest shoes on. So uh, she's 5'3, 5'3 okay. And, and she puts on a pair of six or eight inch pumps, and all of a sudden, She's five five ten, and so the girls look like they're nearly my height. Or you get a five seven girl with six inch bumps. She's my height. Yeah. So th- so it makes it makes me seem like I'm smaller, and um, and I hear it all the time. I hear it all the time. The other thing I I, I hear is because I I use the line 
I was on Man Cow show in Chicago years back, and so Man Cow always likes to have guests do liners. You know, hi, it's Dennis from the world famous Bunny Ranch, home of the HBO Cat House series. It all started when Subway wouldn't give me a franchise. Okay, <laughs> and so then I used that line on the TV show, and I'm always getting asked. I'll bet Subway wish they'd give you a franchise now. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll, I'll bet they'll give you one now. And so, you know, those, those things kind of stick with you. But, yeah, uh, I, I, I hear it all the time. You're, you're, you're like that guy, except you're bigger. Where did you grow up? Phoenix, Arizona. Really? Phoenix, Arizona, yeah. And I uh, born and raised there, educated, and then uh, came to uh, northern Nevada and uh, in 76. And uh, Wow. What was it like in 76? Wild West. There Nevada. really was. Nevada's still the Wild West. Now, remember this business, the Bunny Ranch is a, is a very famous place. Uh, it was a stop on the Pony Express Trail in 1860 and 1861. In fact, the, the herds of wild horses still remember that that's where the water is. We had two big herds that come out of the mountains every day They're beautiful. Come and drink. They're incredibly beautiful. And um, uh, so then it was a stop on the train, the, the train stop. The train came out of Virginia City uh, bringing the gold and silver. Uh, this is in the 1850s. And um, Mark Twain was the editor of the newspaper and uh, very famous. Uh, uh, and that, that, that money, that gold and silver, went to support the North in the war. And, and that's, that's one of the reasons they won, because they had all Nevada's money. And uh, so uh, it's a very famous, famous location. Yeah, it really is. I've never been out there. I've always, every time we go out, you're in Vegas, you're like, we should drive out to the Bunny Ranch. Mostly, I mean, you have to get like tourists as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, now, yeah. The, the Bunny Ranch, and, and this, this is one of the things we, we battle all the time. The Bunny Ranch is in northern Nevada between Reno and Lake Tahoe. Actually, Carson City, the capital of Nevada. And I, I, How far of a drive is it from Vegas? Oh, oh like eight a, a hours. Six, seven. Yeah, long Are you time. kidding me? I always felt like it's a, I always thought it was like just outside the town. No. no. Now, we do have places there. Yeah. I have three places just outside of Vegas, which is just under an hour away. Love Ranch, Las Vegas, Dennis Hoff's Cat House, and, and the Alien Cat House, the new Alien Cat House, which is right on the, the borderline of Area 51. So it's, it's an alien-themed brothel and truck stop, gas station. All sci-fi, you know. All sci-fi. And, oh, wow. Uh, uh, so, but the main ranch is in, in, in northern uh, Nevada. Wow, so I, that's so funny. I always, I think everyone just assumed it's on the way to yep. Vegas, yeah. or near Vegas. It's one of the but... things we fight because when you when you think of New York, you only think of Manhattan. If you ask yeah. a thousand people, uh, you know what, what do you think about New York? Oh, I love Manhattan. Uh, nobody thinks about Syracuse, Rochester, Buffalo. I mean, these are big cities, yeah, serious cities. And but you don't think about them. It's the same way with Nevada. When you think of Nevada, you think of Las Vegas. Well, old Nevada is really northern Nevada, uh, Carson City, uh, Reno, yeah, the Lake Reno Tahoe. Reno High Desert, yeah. Yep. yeah. Lake Tahoe is the most beautiful place in the world. It's true. And I, and I love sitting up here because Ava doesn't have any underwear on, and it's like, make, <laughs> oh, my God. That is so beautiful. I kind of want to see. <laughs> that, is, that is so, so, so beautiful. Will you get in trouble? <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Now try doing your show. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you just lost me. <laughs> the uh, now is when I want my wife Your to come home. Your listeners are like, "Damn, where's the video?" Well, I'm gonna have sex with my wife in uh, like as soon as she gets done yoga. Oh. She didn't want to do it before yoga because uh, I guess you don't want to open up parts of your body and then bend over. Right. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> 
we were on the, oh, we, no. we were on the, uh, the Heidi and Frank show this morning. Yeah. And so they, and Heidi likes girls. Okay. Oh, and this is so awesome. They taped, they, they had a thing called, not punchline. They called Munchlines. it Punchline. Yeah. And so what they did is they taped uh, a, 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 a joke on, her, on Ava's leg. She, she took the punchline or the munchline on one leg. And then, and then the story about it on the other. So the idea was they would read the punchline, and then we in the studio would guess what what the story was. Okay, and so this poor Heidi, I mean, she's got to get up real close. And, and, and Ava's got these things on her thighs and her upper thighs on her inside of her upper thighs, and and this poor girl who likes girls is just glaring at the kitty kitty. <laughs> Well, and then um, what was his name? Eric. The poor kid, Eric is getting married on Saturday. The producer, and, producer yeah, Eric, who set up the the game. Yeah, and he's getting and um, they threw him. They in threw it. him for the last joke, and he was literally like this, you know, covering it up. <laughs> and so they they took it off my leg and put it right on top. So he like had to look. It was so funny. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> great, great game. <laughs> that, there's something, and I think it's mostly being a comic. Uh, I. I think we're all kind of in the same subculture, um, like comics, and uh, I think like we all feel kind of dwell in the same culture. Our, we don't get offended easily. Our 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 the way we see the world is kind of uh, is kind of the same. I've always believed. Like always, I always feel akin to strippers. Like every time I meet strippers, I feel like we're in the or porn stars or sex workers. Like I feel like we're all in the same business in a weird way. Despite the fact that I don't subversive a little bit, we're not kinkier. mainstream. Comics are, dude. Comics are very. <laughs> they're, they're they're like kinky as can be. I they're mean, just twisted, you know. Twisted. You know, like yeah. yeah, I mean, it's I, something you know, off. When, when your when your email starts, yellow treats at. Oh, you know, you know you, know you got a little something going on. <laughs> so I guess he's been out there, huh? <laughs> Oh my goodness, <laughs> Jim Norton. Yeah, he's got a big dick. Oh uh, yeah, I was I, saw, I was taking a piss next to him one time, yeah. and I saw his dick, and I went, "Holy shit!" Really? So, oh yeah. So we're, oh. He, what, 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 what's the biggest dick you've ever seen? I don't know. What's the biggest one you've ever been with? I don't yeah, know. Tell me. Tell me. I don't have like a dick gallery in my head. You know, like I don't take like a mental picture really? of every dick I've been with. Really? Like, compare them? No. Do you ever see a dick that's just a, that's just shaped odd? I've seen some in porn yeah, where you... that ha- when something's very not normal, you notice that, right? You know, where it's just like almost an extreme forty-five like an degree angle, yeah, like an yeah. S. <laughs> <laughs> or like you know, one ball is just like clearly like two inches lower than the other one. And it's ob- you know, like it's weird looking. My you know, my like... dick doesn't look right on my body anymore because I've gained weight, that. so it just looks like it's a squatter in the middle of a bustling city. <laughs> <laughs> luckily, luckily, it pays the mortgage, so my wife's cool with it. <laughs> so we're at uh, we're at AVN one year, and, yeah. and Jim Norton w- was the host. <clears throat> so after it's over with, uh, I, I call him now. When I when I walked in, I was waiting for Air Force Amy. I had her ticket. Uh, this beautiful blonde walks by me, and she just kind of smiled. Then she walked about twenty feet and turned around. And I said, hey, you look twice. Come back here. She said, I'm a penthouse pet. Great. Because she knew my, my, my ex was a penthouse pet. Yeah. By, by the way, Ava's going to be in penthouse real soon here. Yeah. So, awesome. Uh, so anyway, I, I said, what are you doing? And she says, oh, I don't know. I said, I know what you're doing. You're going to the AVN Awards show with me. You're going to be my date. Because Amy was just late, right? So I'm like, oh, to hell with it. I'm taking, Poor Amy. M-I-A. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm taking this girl. <laughs> 
in there. So now we're at the front table. My, my little bitch, Ron Jeremy, uh, the, the, the penthouse pet, me, uh, a Brazilian porn chick, and a Thai porn chick. Okay. Holy cow. So we're all there. Sounds great. This right? sounds like a dream. Yeah, well, it's going to get better. So when the show's over, we go up to my suite. And I call Norton. Norton, come up. Come up here. Come up here. He's no, Dennis, you know, I got to eat. You know, I, I never eat before the show because I don't want to wanna have to go to the bathroom. And I, I come on, I, I got to eat. I said, no, Norton, the AVN people are upset about something you did. We need to talk about this right now. He said, what I do? What I do? Just get up here. So the, he knocks on the door. The door opens up. These three naked girls are standing there. And, uh, and, and he starts backing up. And I'm, get in here, you sick fuck. Get, get in here. I'm not going to hide from these, from, from these girls. So I said, get them, girls. And they go out and grab them. So now we're in there. And he, he's like a cat on a, a hot tin roof. And he's a kinky guy. Yeah. And so I'm like, what the hell's the problem? So, so Ron, Ron says, I said, Ron, why don't we show him how you, how you do a movie? Okay. And so uh, he said, you know what? I'll teach him how to deep throat. Okay. So here's what we do. So he's got the Thai chick on her hands and knees. And, and Ron's behind her. Okay. Giving her a little slow stroking, and he said, "Norton, get in front of her and pull your pull your pull it out." No, no, no! Stop! Don't be a wimp. Pull it out. So he pulls it out, and here's the Thai chick. Got Norton in her mouth, Ron in 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 a little bit JJ, and Ron's rocking back and forth. He said, "Now here's how you teach a girl to to, to deep throat." And Ron rams the girl, and just Norton just swallows Norton right. And, and they did that two or three times, and so I got I got my camera, and I got my camera. I get it all set up. I said, "Hey guys, click." I took the picture, right? So I send that picture to Colin Quinn. Yeah. And next week on Tough Crowd, there's there's Colin. Norton, you know, oh, so, 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 you're Las Vegas, huh? huh? Yeah, so I was at the AVN Awards. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're with the Kings of Sex, is what you were. You were with Daddy D and, and Ron Jeremy. He said, How'd you know that? I know. You want to tell us a story? You want to tell us what happened in the room, Norton? Because if you don't, I'm telling it, okay? And so Norton's telling this story on Tough Crowd, right? And, uh, and then here comes the picture. Well, you know what? I had my, my, uh, my paparazzi was there, and uh, <laughs> let me show you this. And so here's the picture on TV, pixeled out Norton's penis and Ron's penis <laughs> with, with this picture. And they showed it on Tough Crowd, right? Yeah. And, oh, God, it was hilarious. It was hilarious. So. Oh, that is. But comics, comics are sickos. I mean, they're just, they're just, they're just twisted. And, fun, and that's okay. Fun twisted. That's yeah. okay. I, I, huh? I said fun twisted. Fun twisted. Yeah. Well, yeah. Bob, Bob Zamuda, founder of Comic Relief, he's in the ranch three or four times a week. I'm like, you, 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 couldn't, you could not get the girls he's been with. If, you're, if your man cave was ten times bigger, you couldn't get them in here. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, all the time. Yeah, he's, he's in their party. He loves ladies. So, yeah, All the does. comics there. In fact, <clears throat> another sicko met Bob there. They're, we're in the kitchen. And so <clears throat> I've been there with Bob. We'll get something to eat. And here comes somebody that's staying there. And I introduced him. I said, hey, Doug, this is Bob. Bob, And uh, it's Doug Stanhope. <laughs> and Stanhope says, Bob Samuda? <laughs> he says, yeah. He says, I've been, I've been wanting to meet you for 15 years. He said, I got to meet you at, 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 the, at the Bunny Ranch? <laughs> and Because so, he and Rogan were there doing some episodes for the man show. Yeah. Okay. And so but there's another one, another sicko, Stanhope. I mean, he, he, he's, a, he's a wild, he's a handful. He's an interesting guy. Oh, he's a great guy. He's, I love Doug. He came, we did a podcast in my backyard, and we drank for 
nine hours. Oh, he can drink. And oh then goodness. and then had dinner with my kids. <laughs> it was it was uh, that's great. What does it does? I think I got a picture. I'm gonna have to get that out uh, with Stanhope uh, naked on our uh, trampoline. Really? Yeah. I'd like, like to see that. Bird, you know. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you ever have someone come in that you that you recognize and you're excited to have sex with? Oh yeah, all the time. Really? We, get, we do get our fair share of celebrities. Well, it makes sense as a celebrity because it really is no harm, no foul. And we're so discreet. You know, we have you know back entrances. We we do our best to accommodate people. And, well, you back know. door for you. Ooh. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> He just got the anal eyes. That's what I call it. He loves anal so much. Whenever he thinks about it, everything in his world stops. His eyes get all big. And- <laughs> uh, but but you're, you're right. They can come in and they can be themselves. They don't have to worry about a girl accusing them of molesting them. Yeah. It, uh, look at all the yeah. celebrities that have, have really ruined their career over a girl accusing them of, 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 of sexual assault. Or just outing them. You know, if, they, if they're, you know, ha- in a committed relationship in the real world, you know, mm-hmm. there's, no, there's never going to be a bunny who's going to be like, you know, we've been sleeping nobody's out, together. Nobody's out you know? anybody. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we don't tell, we don't tell privacy and discretion uh, is what, what, we, what we get paid for. Exactly. Uh, and I, I think Charlie Sheen said it best. You don't pay, you don't pay working girls uh, to have sex. You pay them not to tell everybody about it. And, and, pay to, them leave. to leave. Yeah. And to leave. And not, yeah. And not bother you and not get pregnant and not yep. to give you disease. Not, yep. to, not to call Harvey Levin and, and, and say you have a big penis or a small penis. You know? Now, with that, now I, know, I know you have, you have to have enemies in, in the Senate and Congress and mayors that p- probably are the right wing and think no. what you're doing is they bad. They publicly probably don't like but if they, But if they say like, personally. say someone like, uh, I'm trying to think of what's his name, the guy that I heard you, you had beef with, uh, but if he came in... Ray Reed? Yeah, yeah, Reed. Ray if Reed. he came in and was like, you know, I do a lot of that stuff on the... But I, I kind of want to be with someone. Wasn't He was raised in the brothels, wasn't he? Because he's yeah. a Nevada politician. Really? I think his mother did the washing or laundry for a brothel when he was growing up. Really? Yeah, he, I mean, it's he, all political. He grew up in Searchlight, Nevada. There was 13 brothels there. He swam in the swimming pools. His mommy fed him off the money she made uh, doing laundry. She was a laundry woman. Yeah, and at, for the brothels, and uh, and so then he, he he was friends of the brothel industry for forty years, and of course then he cha- they turned on us, and but he he stood up in front of the legislature and said it's time for Nevada to grow up and not be known for the world's oldest profession, but new technology, all this crock of shit, and then uh, he he stopped for applause, and two freshman senators went. Like, like, <laughs> they, like they didn't know they were not, weren't supposed to clap, right? Or like they thought it was a good. Then they realized nobody else. Yeah, was. everybody yeah. in the room looked at him. Yeah, and so I went after him. I went on CNN the next day and shredded him. I, I just went after him. You know, uh, <clears throat> the uh, not, only one of the of the fifteen rural counties supported Harry Reid. This is his payback. He's trying to take the police cars and the ambulances away. Uh, you know, he's he's, he's his job. Is is to be getting Obama to get money uh, to Nevada, not worrying about this. He's a Washington insider now, and you can tell that because he gets his Geritol delivered to him from room service at the Ritz Carlton. <laughs> and uh, so I shredded him, <clears throat> and within 24 hours, the only comment he had was no comment. Really, he didn't want to deal he with it. Like all. that, that went over well. Like something. What was his thing? It, it just it did. It went like, over, oh yeah, and he said a few years later. 
it went over like a pregnant pole vaulter. Yeah. Now, now that's a joke from the 60s. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and so, but, but he's, that's where he's living. So the, the Republicans' way of supporting me is by not being against me. Exactly. So typically when I come out with something, if the Republicans don't say anything, that means that they're supporting me. Okay. Uh, but they, they never really stand up for me and say, yeah, go, go, Dennis, blah, blah, blah. And so when this happened, they actually came out. Uh, the, the, the Nevada Senator John Ensign came out. The governor came out and both said, Dennis is right. This is a county-by-county county issue, and Harry, Harry Reid uh, needs to worry about Washington, D.C. Yeah. rather than rural Nevada. And, um, and, and so uh, that, was, that was amazing. In fact, a, a week after all this happened, I'm speaking at the Republican uh, uh, annual convention in southern Nevada. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all for, I don't know if it's libertarian, but I'm all for people wanting to do what they want to do. Like I, and I, I don't have a problem with And one of the things I, that I, I think is really good about your place is it, it I, 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 especially as a fan of the show, everyone seems to be there on, the, on their own will. They want oh, to be there. Definitely. And that's the biggest problem I have with prostitution abroad is it seems like there's a lot of traf- sex trafficking. Sex trafficking. Well, it's, it's happening problem. right here in your city. In America. Uh, it's happening in, in America? Uh, yeah, oh, absolutely. all it, over the it's place. Out of, it's out Without of Without a doubt. Uh, you've got, uh, Mayor Goodman uh, made a comment that there's 3,000 active pimps working in Las Vegas because the sex industry is illegal there. Uh, the sheriff says there's 32,000 girls that come in and apply their trade every year into Las Vegas. It's, it's Las, Las Vegas, Phoenix... L.A., uh, Oakland, Oakland yeah. Chicago, uh, Miami. Dallas, uh, Miami have turned into this, the sex trafficking capitals of America. And there's so many girls from 11 to 17 involved in the business, it's, it's out of hand. Uh, they, these pimps, these ruthless predator pimps will grab a hold of a young girl. Uh, she runs away from home. She hates her parents. Next thing you know, she's a meth head, and she'll do anything she, she has to do to get the drugs. And which, which means he's got her out working, doing sex. So it's out of hand. If, if you here in L.A., uh, you, you go right, right to Backpage and go to Escorts, and you're going to find all kinds of sex trafficking. You're going to have all kinds of illegal uh, operations. You, you, want a, you want a disease? You want to get arrested? Uh, you, you want to get robbed? Go, go to Backpage. It, it's all, it's all going to happen right there. Yeah. And so it's, it's got to be stopped. And, uh, and legalization is the answer, but, but politicians don't want to deal with the issue. Uh, they don't want to be that one that stands up and, and, and tells some 80-year-old woman that we, we, we have to have legalized prostitution because they just, they just hate it. They can't get past it. I'll debate people. Like I, I, I've spoken – I had the privilege of speaking at Oxford University. Only six U.S. presidents have spoke there. A 400-year history, only six U.S. presidents, um, Mother Teresa, Dalai Lama. Winston Churchill, Albert Einstein, and me. <laughs> that's, a great, a t-shirt. A list, yeah, right? that's a t-shirt. That's a t-shirt. You're right. That's a great t-shirt. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, this is. I, this is. I, I spoke at Oxford. Blow me. Uh, so uh, I spoke at uh, Trinity College, established 186 years before we were a country. Okay. Uh, so I had the privilege of, of doing these things, and uh, when I de- debate people I, on the evening news in London. I did, debated the Nancy Pelosi of, of the UK, uh, uh, MP, uh, uh, Member of par- Parliament, uh, McTaggart. 
and it's it's a, a woman, and I debate her. And what I what I do, the way I I, tra- I trap them is I go right down the line. So, well, ma- ma'am, let me let me let me ask you something. You don't like pimps, do you? And she's no, I hate pimps. I say, you know, so do I. And by the way, don't call me a pimp. Because I have a license to do what I I do, and and the state of morality, is, uh, the state of Nevada has decided that they want legal prostitution. Well, beyond just the license, you don't exploit any woman to get what you need. You know, we all work for you for our own consent. And... God, you look nice with oh, your legs spread on. No, <laughs> is this the best interview you've ever this done? This is, I, I, as you were talking, I was like, I wish that I wish that I had sunglasses on so I could look over to the left, but you're talking to me in the eyes about speaking take, at Oxford. Take, take a look. <laughs> and now she's touching herself. Yeah, I, I saw. And so... Um, this I'm is, a little wet too. I'm, oh my goodness! <laughs> she's a chronic masturbator. It's Listen, true. it's okay if you're if you're naked in here, but if my wife comes in and I'm hard, she'll lose her shit. <laughs> so, so I, so I'm, I'm, we'll I'll take that. Chance. You don't like <laughs> so you don't like underage trafficking of, of, of girls, do you? No. I don't either. You don't like drugs in the workplace? Do you? No. You don't like disease uh, in, in, in prostitution? Do you? No. So we agree on everything, and it gets down to the end. And it's like, I'm glad to see that you agree with, with the Nevada-style bunny ranch uh, method of operation and legalized prostitution. No, I don't. And she says, I said, what? We agree? We've agreed on everything. Well, it's, it's, it got, it's, it's in the Bible. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. I, now, I, I, I don't have any imaginary friends. Yeah. And I can't, I, I can't, whatever you have going on with your God is your God. My God wears thigh highs, okay? He's a hot <laughs> chick. And uh, that, that's my God. So, uh, but we agreed on everything until that point. And that's, that's the dividing line. When you throw religion into it, 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 common sense and logic goes right out the window. Yeah. I mean, I went to, um, I went to a dispensary in, uh, in Colorado. I was so excited to see what, because I never thought that would ever exist in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. And I walked in and it was like, I was blown away by the clientele. And, I, and, and then talking to people in Denver, it was the same thing. It was like, it's healthier than alcohol. It's, it's, better, for, it's, it's better for you probably. And, it's, and, and, and let the money go to the right place. I feel the same way with prostitution. And I do it, simp- I think of it simply through like your rights as a human being. I would mm-hmm. rather you make the money the way you want to make it and be safe than have some disgusting person kidnap you at the age 11 and exactly. sell you. I mean, that, that, that breaks my heart. Well, yeah. it, it, it should. Um, the, the best analogy of this is the liquor business. Because during, during Prohibition, who made the money? Al Capone. Yeah. All the gangsters. The politicians that got paid to look the other way. The police chiefs who didn't enforce the laws. That's who made the money. Now, now that the, the liquor business is legal, it's licensed, it's taxed, the quality controls in it, they bring $6 billion a year into the, in the government coffers. Instead of making zero off of it and having to pay to enforce it, now you make $6 billion a year. It, the, the weed industry is going to be the same way. You see the windfall profits that are coming to these states by legalization in, in Washington and, and in Colorado. And my guess is there's another $6 billion to be had in taxes uh, off, off of weed in the sex industry. And, and what's, what's happened with the weed industry? You're putting the cartel out of business. You're taking these, te- these terrible gangsters, uh, these, these, the Mexican cartel, the Colombian cartel, and they're now shifting into prostitution 
and they're shifting into heroin. Okay. Yeah. That's they they go after something else that's I- I- illegal, and that's that's why the heroin prices are way down. There's a glut of it, and they're making a fortune off of it, and and addicting all the young kids in, in America. Well, now let's what there. I, I I know you guys probably are short on time. I'd like to talk to you as long as possible. But there's some questions that are, that are like like I'm that I'm dying to know. Number one, if you could, like if you could give me a hint of something that would turn my wife on that I don't know about. Like what's like what's the best advice for any guy listening of like a new sex move like or or anything like 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 when I watch Cat House and I learned how to go down on a woman like well my set and and I'm sure Ava's gonna have <clears throat> plenty because she likes girls yeah so she that's the holy turn, grail she knows how to <laughs> how to turn a girl on yeah I don't I don't ever want to date a girl that doesn't like girls I mean that that would be ridiculous that's against my principles. And uh, to date a girl that doesn't want to be with another girl. Yeah. <laughs> uh, guys don't take enough time. I was just, my advice is going to be slow down. Slow it up. Really? Slow yeah. It up. Oh, yeah. Kills. And uh, a woman doesn't, doesn't get hot until there's, until there's a lots of foreplay. Uh, like, I, I would never have sex with Ava and, until she's had six or eight orgasms. Oh, penetrate, right? That's what we penetrate. mean by have sex. Yeah. Penetrate, yeah. Yeah. That's a bit, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I want her to have orgasm, orgasm. I don't tongues, toes, fingers, nose, toys. It doesn't matter what it is. But I want her to have numerous orgasms uh, because that's when a girl really gets hot. And and when they are penetrated, it really feels good to them. So now, what's the key to numerous orgasms? Like, I, and like I've given my wife an orgasm, but I don't know if I've gi- I don't. I don't know how to take it to the next level and give her numer- multiple. Well, what you, what that, that's you're kissing, you're making out, you're touching her, you're yeah. using your hands. You got some lubricant uh, on your hands, and, and you're inside her, and, and you're and you've got your fig, fig, finger on the button, the magic clit, and uh, and you work it, and you work it, and you work it until she has an orgasm. Then, then you learn what you learn on Cat House, and you go down on her, and then maybe you penetrate her uh, for a little bit, and then stop and go back down on her again. And orgasm after orgasm after orgasm, because that's when it really, really gets good. What's I, what's the what's the waiting period between? The, I mean, this is going to sound very rudimentary to these questions that I'm asking. But you got to remember, I learned how to eat pussy watching your TV show. So you're <laughs> and but, a lot of people have. By yeah. the way. <laughs> yeah, you're not the only one. Yeah. So. Well, I I don't think there's any real time. It's it's just uh, it's just when you're ready ready. But uh, toys are great. Now, I was going to say, yeah, do we not have be the greatest the greatest toys. I will, you, you email me, Dennis at BunnyRanch.com. dot com. I'm going to send you a couple toys. Okay. And and so it's 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 go it's going from fingers uh, to toys uh, to the mouth back to the toys back to being insider and uh, before you know it she's had a whole lot of orgasm and once once they start having an orgasm uh, lots of them then when you're inside them they're just going to climax and climax and climax right i'd say the best way to start if you will your your penetration sex experience you know so at this point Hopefully, you know, you've eaten her out, you've 69, you know, she's, you know, gone down on you a little bit or whatever. Wait, A, there's no such thing as too much lube. That's very important. Yeah. There's no such thing as too much lube. Um, and so you're, everything's all wet and great down there, right? Have her get on top of you. Uh-huh. And with a toy, I would say have her put a toy on her clit and don't, don't start thrusting. Don't let her start moving. Hold her hips still. Put the cl- toy on her clit and just told her to s- tell her to squeeze, right? She will have... Squeeze, release, squeeze, release, squeeze, release. Right, yeah. with that toy on her clit. 
and you will you will see it in her face. I promise you. Really? You'll she will. It's like a roller. It re- reminds me of a roller coaster. You know how it's kind of like this, where she'll start have that first big orgasm, and you'll you'll see it. And as she starts riding the little ones, that's when you need to start. You know, I, I did this rocking I, her I did hips this with Ava, and uh, she's on on top of me, right? And uh, one one foot basically under my armpit. One under the other one, sitting on me, so she can't. She's not going anywhere. I've got total control. Yeah. And with the toy, uh, and a nice vibrator, right on her clit, and and I won't let her move. I'm inside of her, but I won't let her move. And then she just like she said, I make her squeeze, 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 and it builds up slowly, 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 and then there's going to be a huge explosion. And when she when she starts, you'll feel it. She, you'll, yeah, when she starts really having that orgasm, then I'll grab her hips and start moving her and penetrating her. Yeah, and that and that's and it's on. It from from then on, it's on. I guarantee three, four, five like that. Yeah. Oh, I'm going for, for it her. after another. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to send you some of the greatest tools you ever had. Please. And uh, we, yeah. we, we, all of our stuff, you know how uh, Underwriters Laboratory has that seal of approval for anything electronic? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to make up a, a BL seal of approval, Bunny Ranch Laboratories. <laughs> They've been time-tested with, with the hookers at the Bunny Ranch. We, we, sh- we, we should do, do that. Sex, we because, do test a lot of sex toys and yep. lubes. And, I you think, know. you know what yeah. would be cool is to go in, I, I would love to go in with my wife and then sh- and then you guys show me what I'm doing wrong, almost like you guys are auditing me. <laughs> Does that make sense? That can be negotiated. <laughs> that could totally no, be Just done. have you guys watch. Just on a monitor <laughs> like, uh, like Ava, John Gruden. Ava has a lot of couple that come to her continue in education. Of course, they're having the thrill of, of the sex, the threesome, because every man's fantasy is a threesome. Okay? I think and it's... A girl, if a girl hasn't been with another girl, she just hasn't met the right girl. Yeah. It's true. Um, I don't think... My wife and I are pretty meat and potatoes, I don't, and, I, and I'm, I'm jealous. So, like, I, I would never be able to... I had one threesome one time, and it did not pan out well. Why? Uh, was, it with, was it with another girl or a guy? Two, two, <laughs> That's what was it? Patrice O'Neill goes. That's called a train. Oh, <laughs> he's like. <laughs> by, by the way, Patrice is a very close friend of mine. He was a great guy. We, we've been to Brazil many times together. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I loved Patrice. You didn't like the fact what, that what another a, girl was with your wife? No, no, it wasn't my wife. My wife doesn't even know about this. Oh, so oh, yeah, okay. like I'm probably should have never said a thing. But uh, it was a long time ago. It was, and it just didn't. It didn't pan out very well. It just was like uh, someone got too emotional or but got see, like that's needy. That's exactly what you avoid at the bunny ranch. Oh, I bet. I bet. It's exactly what you avoid. That's yeah. why it's awesome. Yeah. I would, I would, uh, it would be something I completely would do if I, if I wasn't married. I think my wife would have to be cool with it, obviously. Well, of course, they are yeah, cool. Everybody yeah. has to be consenting. They're not cool with it because they don't think you're cool with it. When you start, the way to do it is, is to. Like Penthouse, I write for Penthouse. I have an article in Penthouse Forum every month. Okay, Ava's coming out in Penthouse. Buy a Penthouse, and you'll see some girl-girl action in there. And sit there and and go be reading it with the wife, and say, you know, honey, can I tell you? Can I be very frank with you? I've got a fantasy, and my fantasy is seeing you with another girl. 
Well, and I think a woman see, would see, also see how be... beautiful this is. These two girls here together. And, She's and, like, I've got fantasies too. Like, How about cleaning up after yourself? <laughs> Just flushing the toilet. Okay. Well, a woman also, needs to be reassured also that you're not trying to have a threesome because you're not interested in her. Oh, I'm right. very interested in my so, wife. So a great thing about going to the bunny ranch is that you can explain like this girl is not going to be texting me after this is done. She's I don't have any feelings for her like that. This is just something I want to do to bring our relationship to the next level. This isn't about, you know, I'm bored with you or, you know, something like that. Yeah. This is for both of us. This isn't just something I want, you know. It's communication. So, exactly. Uh, and you, you'd be surprised. A, 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 lot of the, a lot of gals out there where guys think their wives are, are very straight, they really want to delve into it and try things. They want to explore. Every woman wants to be a lady in the streets and a freak in the sheets. You know, it's just, it's just how it is, you know. But well, there they is just the, need yeah. to be, you know. Nobody wants to volunteer voluntarily be we're like. We get some toys. You know? Exactly. We're gonna, like, we're gonna get we're gonna get some uh, Bunny Ranch menus, and we're gonna send you all this stuff, and uh, and then you'll play Hooker and John the home game, the Bunny Ranch home game, yeah. and uh, and the good news is you're gonna have your wife doing some things that she thought she'd never do. The bad news that is that you thought she'd never do. Yeah. The bad news is you're gonna have to pay for it. You'll be you'll be buying her clothes. And <laughs> I, uh, I, I, it's, it's been such a joy meeting you because uh, I was obviously as a fan of the show, and you're a guy that don't you don't have to worry about the line in the sand. And that's, I was I was I was thinking of that last night. Like I'm I'm very concerned. I'm always I'm always concerned about uh, about political correctness. You know, cause speaking for a living, it's you know it's something that you got to be mindful of. You you ha- you're, you're you're your own boss and you're your own man. And you don't, and you say what's on your mind, and there are very few people like that. Well, thank you. Left, and and that's been a lot of the, of my success is that I don't sugarcoat anything. I don't apologize for anything. It is what it is. Uh, the Bunny Ranch is a sixty-year-old social experiment that works very well. Uh, I I don't uh, I, I don't hide behind it. I put it out there, and that's what my in my in my HBO show. What the the goal was is to show people. That when you legalize it, it, it works out and it's okay. And to teach people, give them a, a sexual education. And you are evidence that we, we did that. And uh, because you, you've learned something from it. And I, I hear it all the time. People, I learned this, I learned that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's finding the G-spot. You know, the G-spot, the mystical G-spot. Nobody, it's, it's so simple. It does exist. It is real. I, always, <laughs> I make a joke about it on stage that it's in the garage, but up where you keep the bikes. <laughs> it's pretty... <laughs> For the listeners, the way I describe it is in. Yeah. You only have to be an inch and a half or so. Yeah, it's in, not like six inches up there. You in know, up, eleven o'clock, <laughs> and then you're and, and feel for the corduroy because that's what it feels like. Yeah, it feels like a piece of corduroy. And when you find that G spot and, and and you start manipulating it, she's going to explode, absolutely explode. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh... I'm excited for my wife to get home now. I, I, this, hey. is, this is the, take the, off your clothes. Yeah, yeah. She's literally walking into a thunderstorm. <laughs> she's gonna walk in like, "How was yoga?" And I'm like, "Quick, hey, don't move. You stay still." <laughs> I, I learned this on Cat House. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> but I learned something else today. Yeah. Now, now, so so what you learned on Cat House? Incorporate what you've learned today in up. 11 o'clock, in, find oh. the G-spot, and do the same thing you learned on Cat House. The oral skills that you've learned and honed yeah. so well, do that with 
the finger on the G spot. Oh, and it's look another out. one. Really? She'll freak out. Yeah, she'll freak out. In the best I'm gonna way. I'm going to send you some great toys. Do you guys have a podcast out at the ranch? You know, we, we're doing one. We're just getting with started idea, with it. Yeah. And uh, I would yeah. love I would love a call in sex advice. Yeah, like you can set up a, a, a hard line yeah. and have people call in for advice because and I'm being dead serious. A I think people brush off sex as important in life. Sex is so important in life. I mean, it defined all of my growing up. I mean, that's all I ever wanted was sex. But now in my relationship with my wife, it is. Well, where are you it, supposed to learn this stuff? My parents never taught me anything. Nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you how stupid I was, okay? I, I, I was a big, tough, horny kid, got married at 17 years old, okay? And only because I wanted pussy all the time. And I actually thought that a girl couldn't get pregnant unless she was on her period. Okay? <laughs> really? Unless, how, she, unless was she was on? Unless she was on her period. Boy, did I get a shocker. Okay? <laughs> now, but, but Found that, that one out the hard way. How do you, how do you learn this stuff? Who teaches you? And so you're right. A call in a sex advice line. And a lot, of, a lot of people, I get compliments all the time on what people say they learned on Cat House. The things that, they, that, that they've learned. And not just Amy running around the room with a whip with a guy on a collar, you know, yeah. beat the shit out of him. Uh, but the things that they learn. And so we, ha- we have to learn. So I, I think you're, he's right. That in, in our podcast, we will do uh, a, a sex We're going to do that. Oh, line. Yeah. I, I, I can beat you in, in, in ignorance of sex. When I first, the first time I ever fingered a girl, I didn't know what you're supposed to do. I just left it in there like I was taking her temperature. Oh. Like I just stuck it in and just stared at her. It was so <laughs> awkward, but it's so funny. No, no one tells you any of this. Okay. I mean, I was married to this woman and not doing oral sex properly. And, and it, when the communication, it's, an art, it's an art form. It is an art form. And I'm, I mean, I, I can tell you where I was, I, the, the, and the feeling of accomplishment when you please your partner. I mean, and it's like I always I make another joke on stage that uh, that with women there's a confidence that they've pleased their partner because there's evidence. You see something, it's like right. there that happened. Colonel Mustard in the library with the candlestick. But with women, <laughs> it's this like Kaiser Soze like. Did it happen? I have no fucking idea. Exactly. And and but when you know you've done it correctly, it is. It literally is. Well, that's that's the satisfaction that I get. Uh, you've got to be the most amazing multiple. dude in bed. I m- can't imagine you. You couldn't please any woman first time right out the gates. Is that true, Daddy? Uh, you tell me. <laughs> It's true with me, but goodness gracious. Well, I mean, like the first time you had sex with Dennis, did it just, I mean, were you like, I, I hate to say this because I have to then visualize myself having sex with Dennis, but were you intimidated? <laughs> like, were you like, well, I'm, 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 I'm having catch with Roger Clemens here. That's actually a really good way of thinking about it. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, because, you know. I've had- I know that he's been with some pretty ridiculously gorgeous people, not only porn stars, not only this, you know, but people who you would think would be amazing at sex. And by the time we first slept together, I think I had been working a week, you know, a couple days. I didn't know what the hell I was doing, you know, yeah. like in that sense. And so, but I actually, it was great because, I mean, I like that he teaches me new things and, you know, he... That you double know, just... that double backflip with a half gainer, that that <laughs> deal has worked out so well. No, but but it's true. I, I was intimidated at first, but I 
you quick I quickly realize, you know, that it's not about how good you are, but it, it's our chemistry together. And I feel like together we have great sex. I think, you know, guys, so. I think guys need to learn. They're, they're, guys tend to be very selfish. Exactly. It's about them ejaculating. Yeah. And, and it's not about them because if you want sex and you want more sex, then you need to go out of your way to make sure your partner is having numerous orgasm, is completely satisfied, or there's no incentive to come back and give you your ejaculation again. And, yeah. And he is the least selfish person in bed in the entire I, world. I, I, I would I agree really, with that. I really think I so. Am. I'm more. I'm more about her, and and seeing her be excited. I want. I want her worn out. I, I, I want her like flopping like a fish. Like a, yeah. it usually happens with one leg kind of shaking. <laughs> like I have to take a shower and take a nap. Like I'm going <laughs> to send you a couple toys. Okay. Yeah. But I'm I'm going to give you the visual right now. So the visual is. She's standing over me, standing, hands on the headboard, okay? Now, what a beautiful sight. Uh, look, yep. look, look at those beautiful legs, her cute little kitty, you know, those, those big Portuguese breasts and, and that pretty face looking at me. It's a beautiful sight. So then you're going to take what, what, I, what we call the G-spot vibe. The G-spot vibe is it's like a six-inch shaft with an egg on the end of it that's kind of an angle. So that, now that's going to go in up 11 o'clock right to the G-spot. Yeah. Okay, and it's got a vibrator on, and you're slowly moving it across the G spot. Then there's another toy called the Celebrator. Now, basically, what this is is a sonic toothbrush that has a, a rubber tip on it. Okay, and it moves like four, forty thousand times a minute. And then she'll, you're, she'll hold that right on her, her G spot, on her, on her clit, because she there's. There's different intensities on where you're at on, on the clitoris. And, you, and we don't exactly know where that's at, but she knows exactly where to put it. So she'll hold that. I'm operating the, the G-spot vibe. And, and next thing you know, she's having this amazing earth-shattering orgasm. Her, she can't even hold herself up. She loses her strength, and her knees start bending. And, uh, and it's a whole lot of screaming and yelling. I bet is that right? It's great, and I mean, it's so awesome. You have to, as a you know, as a woman, in the, as a woman in that position, you have to be able to, you know, you're squeezing, so you're holding the toy still inside of you. You know, that clit, your that toy is on the perfect spot of your clit, and it's hot. You know, having him under me, and you know, we're he's watching me, and that's it's a great, so it's an sexy. incredible visual, yeah, for both and, of, for uh, both people, I think. And you, you like. you're going to be experiencing this, and because uh, <laughs> you're going to be playing. Hooker and John, the home game. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> and, your, and your wife is going to say, I like, I'm going to make this guy cookies next time he's in town. <laughs> what, uh, just real quick, I, and I, I meant to ask you this earlier. How old were you when you lost your virginity? Uh, 16. 16? Yeah. But that, that goes back 100 years ago. I mean, that, that was very, that was kind of young for that t- era. That was young for that. Yeah, well, how, kinda, how old are you? Fifty. Uh, I'm as old as, as the girl I, I, I'm sleeping with today. That's twenty three. <laughs> I'm sixty eight. You're not sixty eight. Sixty eight. Yep. God, you look good for sixty eight. Thank right? you. Thank, thank you. You do not much. look sixty eight. Well, it's it's being around beautiful girls like Ava that keeps me young and keeps me thinking and young thinking. She she tells me how young people listen to the news and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> 
Keep him relevant. Like, like yeah. I'm doing Hannity and O'Reilly and, and The View. And, and she's like, we need to be on The Young Turks. And uh, Oh, that's interesting, we, yeah. We need to be on Megan. We, we did Megan. I brought her down. That was like, she's done a lot of media with me. And yeah. that was her big thrill, doing Megan McCain's show. With, I like, with, almost cried. With that, like, I really, met my mentor, Anna Kasparian. Anna, what's that, Anna? Anna Kasparian. Anna, like, Anna Kasparian I was on her. from The Young Turks. Yeah. That, was like her, that was like her big deal. It, it, was like, it was like me doing The Today Show, you know. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Doing the Tonight Show, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, so, you know, kids my age aren't watching TV anymore. Nobody has a cable subscription. Who's that's my age? So funny. You know? My daughters, so. my daughters watch. They watch. They, I said something. They said, that I said something about getting cable in the room, and they're like, "We have cable in our room." I was like, "What?" And they're like, "Yeah." And I go, "No, you don't." And they're like, "Well, Netflix." Yeah, I go, "You have Netflix, internet." Yeah. And that, so they don't even they don't even see. Yeah. Well, why pay for a thousand channels when you only watch five? Yeah. You know. It's the truth. I'm, I really would like to see. I would love to, for you guys to have a podcast, call in advice. I mean, it's like it would be like Loveline, but completely unedited. Right. Yeah, that would be fun. I yep. mean, you yep. could, you don't have to. Yeah, we're we're, we're gonna we're gonna do that. And uh, but I gotta get you and your wife up to the ranch. You know, uh, uh, sep- that may not happen. You, you know, it's you know, no obligation. You know, and there's not. It's not like there's naked well, no, girls running around humping each other. Kinda, you know, a, a wife is the more she enjoys being around the girls. She doesn't have to have sex. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to do anything. And like we have, I, I have my annual birthday party is September thirteenth, and it's it's Johnny Buss, the owner of the Lakers, and I. Eighteen years we've been having these parties. Ron Jeremy hosts it. Smoothie and Mickey Avalon are are, are playing at it. The, I love the, Mickey the, Avalon. The beautiful. Huh? <laughs> I love Mickey Avalon. Yeah. He's, he was up at the ranch recently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We uh, we do the uh, Bunny Ranch uh, talent show. Uh, amazing talents. You'd be shocked the talents these girls have outside the bedroom. Yeah. See, that, I, I'm telling you, I, and I think that I think the thing I would I would do I would like was to go to the bunny ranch with my wife. Me and her have sex, but I have an expert teach me to do it better. <laughs> that, <laughs> like, that can be totally worked coach. out. I, I need a coach. To I just, the right, to the right. Yeah. <laughs> Two fingers, not one. God, Hold this on. all stop, over the stop, fucking stop, map. Stop, stop, stop. Stop, stop, stop. Freeze. Speed. Speed Freeze. kills. I told you, Bert. Don't, slow it up. Slow it up. <laughs> Don't move at all. Breathe. What you're doing is wrong. <laughs> Leanne, does that hurt? She's like, I just never said anything before. <laughs> Pull it out. Back to oral. <laughs> God, we're going to have to bring Dennis in for this one. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming and doing my podcast. This has been a real joy to meet you. I, I, I had a great time. I thank so you. Fun. It was a I pleasure. Enjoy the man cave. I, I want to get. I love send you this. A picture. I want my picture up in the man cave and Ava's too. Me too. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I, I love this place. It's it's great. It's it's, it's like a, a cabin in Nevada in an old mining. I think I'll be the only girl on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You've, you, I think you're only oh, no, this. Here she is. There's two. That's, yeah, that's oh. my wife. Oh, she. Okay, good. I don't yeah. beat her. That's important. She. Uh, I'm, I'm. I'm praying to God she's home. So as we walk out, she's like, "Hey guys, like, oh, Lynn, this is my friend Dennis. We have, uh, we have some interest. Maybe we'll go out over. to his house. Come up for my birthday party. Yeah. You, you have will, to. You will, you will have the time of your life. It's alumni week. All the girls from years past come back. I had a girl come back last year to the party. That Andy Kaufman and I used to do in the seventies. Are you serious? Yep. And she's on a walker, and she had uh, oxygen, and <laughs> oh my goodness, still, still just crazy as hell and fun <laughs> as could be. Uh, that goes back a long ways. I mean, she, you know, we're talking about the mid seventies when yeah. Kaufman and I were partying up there, right? 
That's got to be. I I, I was Hooker I was obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I was obsessed with Andy Kaufman when I was first started comedy. I was obsessed. Well, next time I'm in, I'm going to tell you lots and lots of stories about Kaufman, and uh, and uh, just one is that his big his big deal was wrestling the girls. Now, the, the Saturday night. Everybody knows that Saturday night legendary thing, Jerry Lawler and the David Letterman show and all that. But that was real. Yeah, it was his fantasy. That was his foreplay, and so he'd pick out two girls out of the lineup, and he'd ask them questions. So, oh, Ava, you look you look kind of strong. You got some nice thighs. Uh, you, you wrestle your brother when you're young, huh? You win. <laughs> you look pretty strong. And so he'd, he'd ask them questions, and then we'd go to a room, and one would wear a black leotard, one would wear a light white leotard, and then either myself or Zamuda would would referee the match. Okay, and they would wrestle each other, and it was it was a serious wrestling match because the winner got to move to the finals and make more money, and end up having sex with Andy. So they would his foreplay was watching uh, watching girls wrestle like a tournament. Holy like a tournament. cow! Yeah. Now a, 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 another little tidbit, and there's a great book that's going to come out in a few months where uh, uh, Bob Zamuda outs everybody. He's going to tell some, some stuff. It's been 30 years, and I think he's convinced that Andy's not coming back. So now he's going to out some of these assholes that were in Andy's life. Yeah. Uh, but uh, an interesting fact is at the grave site, not, not one of the taxi crew was there. Not one person. At the gra- now, they did have a memorial at another time, and, and they were there. But at the grave site, not one taxi member was at the grave site. Three Bunny Ranch girls were. Really? Wow. Yep. That's intense. Isn't that great? That's intense. Holy cow. He, he loved the girls. Because he, you know what? He could be himself. Like, you know, you come, you come up there, whatever you're into, you want to wear a, a lampshade and tie, a, tie a, a bell on your penis and run around, great. Whatever you want to do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Now that you know someone's going to listen to this, come out and go, I really just want to wear a lampshade and put a bell on my penis. <laughs> yeah, but whatever, whatever you're into, you, you can, and nobody's going to judge you. Nobody gives a damn. Yeah. You know, I, I had, I had a, Ava hauling, having a guy in the, in the parlor uh, on his hands and knees with, with a, uh, uh, a dog collar on. I'm walking him to the bar and uh, had a little crop. And uh, he looked up at one of the girls at the bar, and she swacked him on the head. Don't you look at these girls, bad boy. And uh, I mean, what was what was his, his, his name? Goodness, wasn't it? It was Michael, wasn't it? That was Michael. No, I thought you said it was Lofi or something. Oh, oh, that was his dog name. Okay, yeah, his dog name. Lofi. Lofi. Oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> and he, he, of course, she didn't allow him to use the restroom inside. No, to take him out. You know. <laughs> I bet you. I bet you're probably one. you're probably numb to to people's uh, fetishes now. Well, and honestly, at this point, I consider it kind of awesome that they're choosing to share. You know, keep. I have that secret. You know, because I know that they've been going through their lives for forty, fifty years now, and oh, they've got to be therapeutic. Soul. It's got to be therapeutic. How could, how could you? You can't tell the the mother of your children. That, that you're a freak, that you want a dog collar, or you, or you want to be banged in the butt with a Ron Jeremy dildo. You can't talk, you, you, you can't talk to your wife about things like that. No. But you can come to the ranch and, and, and do that. Now it's going to make it sound like I said that to you privately. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like off air, I was like, listen, just giving you a heads up. We do have lots of strap-ons and girls who are good at wielding them. And that is actually a, a kind of a weirdly 
common male now, thing is really? wanting to be penetrated oh, yeah. and yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, actually, sometimes a, a while lot they're of... sleeping with their girlfriends or their wives, they want somebody else to be behind them. You mm-hmm. know, like oh, it, yeah. Yeah. It, it's a big thing. And and now another thing is that a lot of wives that have not had much sexual experience, they get married young. They haven't had a lot of partners. You know, I mean, you hear that all the time. Oh, my, my wife was with one guy, you know, or whatever. Well, they want, they want that in their head. So they'll come in and, and they'll, be, they'll be doing the, the wife with, Ava will be doing the wife with a strap on, and, we're, and the wife's fantasizing that it's another man. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. While she's going down on her husband. Holy cow. Yeah. It satisfies that because you know people have urges and they have, they have desires and and if if you haven't been with other men then you 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 think about that. Well, Ava can bring out her small, medium, large, or oh my fucking god, that's a big penis strap on. <laughs> Holy mm-hmm. cow! Mm-hmm. Yeah. This has been eye opening. I can't wait for your podcast. <laughs> I'm serious, and I'm gonna get, I'm gonna send you an email because I'm, I'm all, I I I have the visual of my wife on top of me now, just standing still. That is my that's my goal. Standing over you, yeah. Just... G spot vibe on the G spot, slowly moving it. Her with the, with the celebrator on on her clip, she'll explode. And that's what we mean by slow down. It doesn't always have to be about her sucking you off, her on your penis. You know, it's let her stand. And just orgasm. And I wish, funny. I wish there was a flip side of that that we could say to women. Yeah. Sometimes we just want to have an orgasm and not really connect. <laughs> like, well, I, I think they know that only too well. Yeah. And I think, too, if Too many you... nights they, 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 that happens and they roll over and have to masturbate when the guy goes to sleep. They well, know that one. And it's yeah. a give or take. I will say this. Because just in the same way that men enjoy watching their woman be pleased sexually, women enjoy pleasing their men. And, you know, if, you, if a woman is satisfied in bed that she's had her orgasm, she's done this, she knows that she's going to get hers if you will then she's going to be way more likely to maybe just do the closet quickie or you know if that's what you're into because yeah. you know some guys are into that you know just you know quick we've had, secret we've had a nobody few, knows we've had a know. few really quickies but it's, it's still and a real quickie she can have three or four orgasms right well i mean but it's just in her knowing that you you know this is this is taboo this is exciting we might get caught you know we can't don't have a lot of time you know and yeah. and that can be hot but just that can't be it all the time you know it can't just be about your orgasm all the time you know cuz as much as a girl enjoys being penetrated you know that's not it's very difficult to have an orgasm from just being penetrated alone you know thank and, god and, you said that <laughs> what yeah thank god you said that cuz yeah i i feel like i feel, i made a joke on one time that if you said I couldn't use anything, just my dick, I think I'd be helpless. I'd be like, I'd be like, oh, that's just that, because I don't. That guy doesn't do much. That guy's for me. <laughs> you know, well, you have you because we get stimulated so fast. You know, yeah, like exactly. I, like I, with with Ava now. Now I'm I'm used to her, so it, I I can I can last a longer period of time. Uh, but at the beginning, I, I like I redid my Harley many times. Because if, if I focused on her for one second, I redid my it, Harley. Oh yeah, paint schemes, the changing, changing. <laughs> Are you the serious? <laughs> I redid my Harley. That's so, that is I the best analogy for holding off. It works. It, it absolutely works. That's a compliment. That's a, sweet. Oh yeah, Thank she's you. good. She's tight. She's beautiful. She's wet. Look at her. She's, she's, yeah, it's, it's like it's amazing. Yeah, Aww. you are, yeah you are very beautiful. Thank you. I was talking to Dennis. No, I'm uh, kidding. <laughs> ooh. Do I need to leave? No. <laughs> no you didn't I've get been, your strap I've been on spreading it. my legs. 
yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys for doing this. I, I really appreciate it. And, uh, and, and, and so we will be keeping posted. When I find out about the podcast you guys are doing, yep. I will let my listeners know oh, and go over there. And, uh, and I want to invite you up there. I'd love to get you and your wife up to the ranch. You gotta email me, Dennis at BunnyRanch dot com. I'm gonna send you a, a care package. And, I will, and you're gonna be playing Hooker and John, uh, and uh, your sex life is gonna change for the better. I will, and you will be the first person I tell when I when I make it work. <laughs> awesome, thank you guys. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.